This is the Narrative Shift Podcast, where we talk about faith, justice, race, and everything in between. Hey, I'm Terrence Lester. And I'm Johnny Taylor. And uh, thanks for tuning in. So this is the third part of our conversation with Aaron Eddy and Terrence Lester. What's up, guys? What's up? Y'all still with us? Yeah. <laughs> awesome. <Come on. laughs> awesome. Well, in this section, we're going to be talking a little bit about mental health. And how it plays a, uh, a factor, and not only into our everyday lives, but also like running an organization. Oh yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, and man, it's like any other any other kind of health, like physical health, uh, spiritual health. Like you want to be um, you want to be like proactive about it. It's not one of those things where you want to end up having an emergency. Yeah. And uh, getting to this to the spot where you can't go on anymore. Like you really want to be uh, be proactive about it and have it one of those things that you're constantly investing in every day. Like how do I be mentally healthy? Yeah. Uh, what are, what are some ways that y'all go about doing that? Man, I, you know, as you were even mentioning that it reminded me of, um, my car, uh, <laughs> I got to take it to get an oil change. Right. <laughs> um, right. It's that time again. And that's like every 3000 to 3,500 miles. And, you know, me and my wife, we, we pretty much do that faithfully. Uh, you know, that maintenance. Um, and if we have to do that for cars, <laughs> how much more do we have to like maintain our, our own like spiritual health as, as well as our mental health? Um, for me, man, I've, um, I just recently, uh, joined a gym, shout out to uh, planet fitness in no way. Am I, uh, <laughs> uh, marketing or is this <laughs> right. sp- sponsored by planet fitness, but, yeah, man. Uh, sometimes in the morning, you know, early in the morning, I'm talking about 5.30 a.m., I'll get up, I'll read some scripture or, like, turn on some worship music, and I'll just go and hit the gym. And I'll walk on the treadmill for a time. And it just, like, it just calibrates my mind um, and gets me in a space where I can, you know, start start to think clearly for the day. Um but it hadn't always been that way because being an entrepreneur, man, like you're constantly on a, on the go, like even like with cooking or like you constantly eat out all the time or like you're yeah. constantly having somebody saying, let, let me take you to lunch. It's like, Such ah, again, I was trying to eat good today. But <laughs> I mean, that's just like, you know, you're, you're constantly on the go. You're constantly in meetings. You're constantly trying to strategize. You're constantly trying to think up of all these things. And sometimes, like, you just, you lose that time for yourself. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Uh, which compounds in, in your mind. Yeah. Or in your brain. Yeah. yeah. What do you say? I agree. I heard a quote a while back that said, you don't drift anywhere good. Hmm. Oh, that's good. Yeah. Say that's that again. Good. You don't drift anywhere good. Yeah. And I, for the longest time, allowed my business to run me instead of run the business. Yeah. So I was drifting all over the place. Um, And I think that's what you can have a tendency to do in entrepreneurship is wear so many different hats that you're just, you're constantly reactive and you're just drifting in different ways, different meetings. And for me, I had to like, okay, I can't control some of this part. Like I can control it, but 
Um, I can decide on what I say yes to and no to and know my capacity. But there are opportunities that I I do want to say yes to to walk through those doors. But because I know I'm going to be saying yes a lot, I need to have like a foundation, especially in the morning. Um, For me, I... I don't even, like, I'm not going to look at my phone until this amount of time. And I just, I make my coffee slow because I don't, I'm not this way, y'all. But now this is what I do. (laughs) I, like, I challenged myself to have a slow morning because I used to wake up, put my jeans on, go to the coffee shop, grab a muffin, get a vanilla latte in the office before everybody showed up. Like, that was, like, my routine for years. And now it's, like, I have a slow morning, no phone, a journal, um, I process my thoughts, my fears, um, prayer time. And I, I I typically, like, I have to tell myself a certain amount of time I'm going to do it or I'll sh- cut it short or I'll I'll notice that um, I avoid intimacy with God and asking questions. So, like, I have to, like, challenge myself to do that. Uh, and then, you know, I, I think also it's like you said cooking. It made me think um, you're like – People ask you to eat out and yeah. like I'm trying to like trying to be good about where I'm eating. I, I think that we can look at our life, like going back to like proactive, reactive. We can look at our life and wh- how our business is running us or how we're running the business. And we can look at like a recipe. Like if you put everything in a bowl and you stir it up and you put it in the oven. Oh, wow. What's, what's it going to What's it going to taste like? Yeah. yeah. <laughs> What's it going to taste like? Right, yeah. <laughs> You're going to taste good or you going to taste unbalanced, <laughs> depressed, and anxious all the time? Right. Yeah. And good. I had to look at my life and go, wow, I taste like all those things. <laughs> wow. <laughs> I didn't you, taste sweet. <laughs> that, that reminds me, too, of like you were talking about always being on the go and like you just like you just at this fast pace, right? Um, I can, I can relate to that. Um, because you know, when you, when I first started my business, the, the goal was to, um, you know, have a lot of brand awareness, try to get as many people as you can involved and like slowly, but surely you become like a, a yes man or yes woman, Mm -hmm. right? Everything that comes your way, you want to say yes to, because that yes could like, reach more people and like, mm-hmm. and, uh, slowly, but surely the yeses kind of like destroy boundaries mm. and like you become a, like, you know, oppressed by like all of these yeses and trying to fulfill all of these, uh, expectations of yeah. all of these people, because like you're racing against time to get this business or whatever it is off the ground. Right. Uh, because you don't want it to fail and your yeses start to like slowly control you. So true. Which uh, leads you, like you were talking about, into this abyss of just drifting yeah. here and there. Uh, I like the quote uh, that uh, if you don't know where you're going in life, any road will take you there. Right? Mm-hmm. That's good. Wait, now, now you That's say good. that again. Right. Like if, if you don't know where you're going in life, any road will take you there. And, uh, you know, largely because you have said yes or you haven't uh, said a no to certain things to kind of like define what you stand for. And you find yourself like drifting or like on all these Hmm. different roads. That's so true. And for my own mental health, I remember 
having a conversation at one point where I had I realized that uh, no was a complete answer. Hmm. Hmm. That no created the type of margin and uh, space in my life that I needed just to even do what you were mentioning, like hmm. be to myself. Um, and I think many people wrestle with that because, you know, entrepreneurship, if you're not careful, can drive you into people pleasing. Yeah. Which becomes a oh, gosh, man, like you're living for other people. Yeah. Have you ever done that? <laughs> yeah, I mean, Johnny, have you? Uh, yeah, of course. Uh, I think uh, we all have. <laughs> uh, my both hands are raised right now. <laughs> I sure have. It's not healthy. No, it's not. And no. You don't try to do it, but you kind of like fall into it, right? It's right. not a malicious choice. It's you almost start to think that if you perform like what you're doing, like if you perform right, it will help your business grow faster because you want with growth becomes more sustainability, which then offers in your mind, you go with more growth, sustainability, sustainability. I get to pay myself. If I pay myself, I get to pay other people. I get to, then I'll get to the point where I can get insurance. And then I, and so you like the, the goal is not bad. Like what you want sustainability and then impact, you know, then I, if I, if we grow, that means I'm impacting many. And then, you know, so like you're thinking through all those, but then you perform for everybody and you lose yourself in the process. Yeah. Yeah. There's a book I read called when people are big and God is small. I read that Mm. book too. That book. Boom. Boom. (laughs) (laughs) That was a good book. So good. If, if, (laughs) if, if you are experiencing people pleasing, feeling pressured by other people on making choices, it is yeah. the best book. This is not a sponsored ad, but it is <laughs> yeah, so it good, good for that because I started thinking that other people were holding the keys for my success or my health and not me anymore. Yeah. And I think even doing the work, the kind of work we do, it can often be easy to confuse pleasing people with serving people too. Oh, that's oh, good. You're that's like, good. oh. It's well, no, I'm, yeah, it's I'm supposed blurry. to be serving people. I mean, would Jesus say no? I don't know. Yeah. Like, yes. <laughs> Gosh, that's so true. But even Jesus said no. He did say no. Yeah. And he would go off by himself all the time. And right. he would spend time making sure like he was in a place where he could serve others. Right. I, I also read this book uh, by, uh, I think it's Wayne Cadero. Do you know Wayne Cadero? Mm-mm. Uh Leading on Empty. Yeah. Oh, I've heard of that, yeah. but I have I've not read, read that. it. Man, it's a pain, uh, painfully true book, hmm. um, but definitely encouraging. He talks about uh, when leaders literally exhaust themselves to the point where they are like literally leading on empty hmm. and how they must pull away and find things that fill up their tanks hmm. um, so they can be, as you are t- just talking about, Johnny, yeah. like... Uh, field uh with service because right. you you know it's like you don't want to like function and operate and serve and it's out of like muscle memory yeah it's not coming from the heart anymore yeah that's yeah. so true yeah i remember that was kind of my check engine light that turned on when mm. i this was a few years ago i remember i was um at a coffee shop and this guy came up to me and he was like, Aaron, are you, are you Aaron? And uh, so worth loving. And I was like, yeah. And he's like, let me, and he just tells me his whole story. 
and his journey and he's emotional and, and is, is just wrestling with um, self-worth and anxiety and depression and um, just going through a dark time and, and I could see it. You know, I could, I could feel, feel his heartbreak, but I also didn't feel it. I remember thinking when I left that, I felt kind of numb. Like wow. his story didn't hit me like it used, like when it used to hit me, like, yeah. and it wasn't from like a, Oh, you just like, like I shouldn't, when you're in the service, like serving other people, like I feel like you, um, you can absorb, like you're empathetic. So you can't absorb too much of yeah. other yeah. people's yeah. energy. It wasn't even that. It was just that I was straight up numb like burnout burnout from your own personal from my own personal life it was like my personal life was so unbalanced that i couldn't even be present for somebody that was a part of our mission yeah and what why we exist yeah i think that's why it's so important to do a personal inventory in your life of how are you staying balanced? Because right. your mission will drive you more yeah. than you drive it. Yeah. yeah. And th- there's this thing too, like where, you know, um, it's almost like there's always, I mean, always going to be an opportunity to serve. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, and if you just solely focus on that, uh, are you really doing yourself uh, a disservice or are you being disobedient to God? Because if God needs you in the game and you're not taking care of yourself yeah. off the field, yeah. then how effective are you going to be in the game? Yeah. Right? Yeah. It's like, <clears throat> that's what training is for. I'm, I'm using the sports analogy, but like that is what rest is for. That is what pulling away is for. Like Jesus did. That is what, um, you yeah. know, Taking time, that slow time you're talking about. Yeah. Or like doing things that uh, fill up your tank. Yeah. Right. Another thing I, I like to do is uh, I like to laugh. <laughs> <laughs> no, seriously. Me um, too. I love laughing. I think the Bible talks about laughter being medicine, but I, I think there's, you know, something to be said about laughter. Uh, laughter can make you forget <laughs> mm-hmm. about your problems or the pressures that uh, you may be faced with. Uh, laughter builds kinship and connection yeah. uh, with people. Um, I love to laugh with my kids and my wife, um, my family. I love to laugh with friends. Um, sometimes like unplugging for me will just literally be leaving my phone somewhere and mm-hmm. going to laugh. Yeah, I love that. Like fun. Yeah. Yeah. You know, I love that. Life gets tough, right? It does. And we forget to, to have fun. And I think fun is is like, um, you ever see one of those kettle pots you put on the stove and like when it gets like really hot, it starts whistling. It's like, yeah. Like, I think <laughs> laughter is uh, the person that walks over and literally uh, like <laughs> press a button where it doesn't whistle anymore. Because pressure bur- burst pipes, right? Oh, yeah. that's so good. I love that. You know that. what I mean? Yeah. Like, laughter sometimes like puts you in a place where it relieves the pressure. Yeah. Yes. It, it's an outlet. It's it release. is an outlet. It's 
What? It's totally opposite of yelling or punching walls, right? Yes. <laughs> it actually releases like endorphins in your oh, brain yeah. too. Yeah, like, that's which good is point. a healthy chemical that your brain needs yeah. to like feel at peace and yeah. safe and I you know, I read I read a study that um stories, like hearing people's stories also release a chemical in the brain. That's mm-hmm. why a lot of, like that's why books um that's why people buy books about people's stories because it releases a chemical in their brain to not feel so alone. Wow. And, and it makes them feel safer. That's good. Yeah. So oh, I need you to share that research because <laughs> right. that is powerful. There you go. We're all about stories. That's right? why we like stories so much. Yeah. That's why we are both in this business of story, telling That's people right. stories because yeah. it helps people feel less alone yeah. and it, it disarms something and it makes you feel yeah, it makes you feel safe. And laughter does the same thing. Yeah. It like it releases a chemical in our brain that makes us feel safe. Hugs, like, oh my gosh, there have been times where I've gone a day without a hug and apparently that releases you're supposed to have seven hugs a day on oh, normal. Seven, seven hugs a day. Just for it to be normal. I didn't even know that. Well keep the anxiety away. Yeah, <laughs> exactly. That's Not right. Jokingly, or but like, it's true. like me. Yeah, it's, it's, it's true. It's like uh, I can't remember where I read it recently, though. Uh, I can't remember. It was probably Psychology Today or something. But I talked about seven hugs a day as a normal amount. That's powerful, though. Yeah. Of hugs that you're supposed to have because we're wired for the human touch. Yeah, yeah, we're wired for a connection, and we're wired for touch, and we're wired for those things. That's how God designed us. But when we're constantly going and we're draining our well, and I mean. You don't have any of that. Again, go back to like, what is the recipe? What yeah. are you cooking? Yeah. yeah. You know, You know. another thing that makes me think about, um, uh, another thing that I like to do to kind of like help me with, um, you know, just being in a, a good place mentally is this question. I always ask myself this question. When was the last time you did something for the first time? Hmm. Ooh. When was and the last time you, you did, did something, something for, for the, the first time? time? So it's like this uh, question that causes me to think adventurously, like, you know, uh, to try new things, uh, to, yeah. you know, go and expose myself to restaurants or like, you know, opportunities. Uh, a couple of weeks ago, me and my wife went axe throwing. Oh, how <laughs> you fun. know what I mean? Like, just doing things that. <clears throat> are outside of the normal routine. Mm-hmm. Um, I read this quote. I, I don't know uh, if I can find it, but it, uh, they, they said, uh, oh, the quote goes, you think adventure is dangerous. Uh, try routine. It's lethal. Wow. Ooh. Isn't that good? Think about That's that. good. You That's think good. adventure is, adventure is dangerous. Wait until you try routine. It's lethal. Lethal. Because it will suck the life out of you. It sucks the life out of you. It and does. And so, like, even as an entrepreneur, like, um, just being in the the rut or the routine mm-hmm. of the day-to-day hustle and bustle. That's so It good. can weigh your mind down. It absolutely can. And literally, the routine within itself starts to, like... Way cause the in, inner decay. <laughs> yeah. That you know, it's funny. My mom, my mom asked me this a few months ago. She was like, "I had just gone through where I was just on constant routine mm-hmm. and just not. I don't, I don't say isolation, but just like I was just con. Maybe so. I was just constantly working and staring mm-hmm. at spreadsheets and word documents. Mm-hmm. And she was like, "I feel like you need to just go have fun. Like I think. Wow. 
She's like, I think you need to just give yourself permission. I think no matter how much you know how to have a healthy balance or 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 have fun, you sometimes still struggle with giving yourself permission. Still, I still yeah. find myself doing that. I'm like, give yourself permission to just go have fun, go laugh, go do something for the first time. I couldn't remember the last time I did anything. And so I started painting with oil painting. Which oh, wow, nice. was like, they say that's the hardest to do, which I didn't know that. I just had oil paint. So I was like, I'm going to start oil painting. <laughs> <laughs> I don't even know how bad. Is it hard? That is the first time. <laughs> so then I like watched YouTube videos on oil painting. Yeah, nice. and, then I, and, and so I was like watching that and then just playing with it. And, and I, I had so much fun just allowing myself to just be present and paint and enjoy the experience. And not yeah. like be like pedaling towards some sort of success yeah. or pleasing a, a client or business or whatever. Right. But that's I love that. I love that. When is the last time you did something for the first time? Yeah. And routine is lethal. Routine yeah. is lethal. It weighs your mind down. It does. It's like it's hard though, right? Because like routine is lethal, but consistency is king. So like, how that's do true. you like? Find that balance of routine not killing you, but also maintaining right. consistency. Have some consistent fun. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. It's almost like you have to like be really in control of your schedule where you schedule fun. Yeah. Like this is and, my fun and, day. And, and, and sustain consistency. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. It, it was something. I don't know if I'm going to say this right. I have a lot of quotes but (laughs) it's something where you need to daily find space daily to just like decompress Mm -hmm. right um pull away weekly yeah and then retreat quarterly okay or something like that say that again so it's like finding pockets of time you know throughout your day to like decompress (laughs) just pull away um not thinking about work, not thinking about what you have to do next. Just a space to just like, just be, just be. Yeah. Right. Um, weekly, uh, you pull away. Mm. Um, you pull away from like the hustle and bustle, maybe for, you know, extended period of time. Maybe the daily thing is an hour. Mm. Um, you know, when you pull away for a day, uh, throughout the week, maybe that's four to six, sometimes eight hours. Hmm. You pulling away, um, and then like retreating quarterly is uh, something that you can you can do, where that's you pull right. away yeah. for a longer period of time. That's good. Yeah, that's really. I good. try to do that at least thirty minutes daily. Yeah. Um, that's why I go to the gym, yeah. or sometimes that's an hour. Or, like, I'll find a space to, like, just listen to worship music. Or yeah. I'll go walking in my neighborhood, just, like, walking down the street. Yeah. Here I am Here walking. I am. I'm just walking. <laughs> just doing you know, me. Yeah. That's, yeah. yeah. Um, just finding those pockets of time. Mm-hmm. Uh, but if you factor it into the the rhythm of your, your, your week or your month mm-hmm. or whatever, mm-hmm. it becomes routine. In a healthy way. In a healthy yeah. way. Yeah. 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 That's good. Yeah. But what, like, what, what happens, like, when we don't have these, um, I guess, when we're not paying attention, like, when we start to let things slip? Because I heard, I think it was like a world class pianist say, um, if I go a day without practicing, only I know. If I go a week without practice, mm. 
then the critics will know. But if I go like a month without practice, like everybody in the audience will know. Yeah. And like, how, how do you think that would relate to like mental health and leading and also, I mean, just going about everyday life? Like, w- what are some of the like the red flags where you're like, okay, I'm not taking enough time? Like, walk me through that. Man, it's. Got some thoughts on that. Yeah. I think you become really anxious. Mm-hmm. You start to doubt yourself. Uh, you talked a little bit about it in, in your story earlier about even just listening to the guy's story. You're numb, mm-hmm. right? You're not as uh, focused. Uh, you don't have clear thoughts. You may feel depressed or anxious. I mean, I've <laughs> gone through all of those. Yeah, same. Yeah. I mean, it's... And they're like these warning signs where you just you just start to feel like so overwhelmed by what yeah. you're doing. And it's something good. You're doing something good. Yeah, you correct. should be, you know, yeah. enthused about it. But yeah. when it becomes overwhelming, I think you're like tipping into dangerous territory. Yeah. Or you just you gotta pull away for the sake of longevity. Yeah. Because if not, the alternative is you crash. Yeah. And you can't crash out, right? Yeah. 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 Or opening up, too. So, like, uh, I'm talking about positives now. Uh, yeah. But you're talking about uh, the signs. But, like. Right. Well, the opposite would be isolation, right? Yeah, Like, yeah. you're it's, closing it's, yourself off. Uh, correct. Yeah. Not answering calls, stuff like that. Yeah. Yeah. Which is very easy to do. Yeah. Yeah. Because you find yourself in a place where you're just trying to deal with it yourself. Yeah. Yeah. Which you, is not healthy. Well, because you, you feel ashamed that you are experiencing right. that. Like, especially if you've done it a few times. Yeah. That you're like, I don't want to bug that person again. Yeah. <laughs> I don't want to be known as that friend. Right. You yeah. know, like, they, you start to say that to yourself, so you rationalize isolation. Because you're like, I'll mm-hmm. just handle it by myself. Mm. But it just, I think perpetuates the behavior of feeling heavy and um, not paying attention to the flags. Like um, I know for me, if I have, if my thoughts are just like, just like all over the place, like anxiety. (laughs) That does sound pretty uh, red flag-ish. Yeah, they do that often. And sometimes that they're, And as a visionary, you can't tell if it's a red flag mm. or great ideas, you know? <laughs> <Right>. <laughs> it's true. Yeah. Um, but I know that if my I, – I can tell when I have not had good discipline and quiet time and boundaries with people. Yeah. Like I feel it. Like I can feel – I feel it in, in just inside. Like I'm just like a ball of anxiety and or I want to sleep a lot. Or like I now know it. And I think self-aware, like if you're self-aware, you can just, you just have to be really honest with yourself. Like be really honest with, okay, I'm making these, going back to like personal inventory, like I'm making these choices. Those aren't really what I normally do. Yeah. And to not feel ashamed that you feel that way. Yeah. Feel, feel encouraged that you could be honest with yourself. Like that's. That is courageous. Yes. And it, it yeah. does develop grit, like we've talked about in the past podcast. Like, yeah. it develops grit to be honest and just to face it versus bury it. 
Yeah. Because if you bury it, it's an it's inevitable. It will bubble up and explode. It just at what pressure point yeah. <laughs> do you want yeah. it to build yeah. before it? Yeah. Explodes. Well, a part of burying it too is like trying to hide it and be secret. Yeah. Secretive, right? right? Yeah. But secrecy produces more weakness. Yes. Mm. You know, um, you're wow. not actually doing yourself a favor when you're trying to hide what it is that you're going through. Right. Yeah. Because you're actually becoming weaker. Yeah. yeah. It takes strength to say help. Yes. <laughs> yeah. But and not that- in our society and culture, kind of like doesn't paint asking for help in a right. And I feel like even like way. the way like you know because like mental health is kind of I guess. Uh, been brought into the forefront of lots of conversations, but it's almost in like a way where it's kind of like there's only like so much like we want to share about it. You yeah. know, it's like it's almost kind of like a trendy. There's like a trendy aspect to it, but the like mm-hmm. the real, like the gritty part is almost kind of like eh, don't share that. Like let's just like you know, let's just share like the self care stuff and the mm. like. How do we turn this <laughs> like how do we turn this into something else that kind of makes us feel like we're you know doing something good yeah mm. yeah yeah because like caring for yourself is way beyond like bubble baths and <laughs> face masks <laughs> yeah, right. yeah mimosas <laughs> at so your favorite true. restaurant rose or, yeah <laughs> rose <laughs> you know what i mean lavender fields. Like, lavender fields because that 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 is summed up in like a one-off. Yes. Yeah. That's not facing the issue. It's not facing the issue. It's, not. it's actually just helping you cope, maybe. Yeah. But it's yeah. not facing it. It's yeah. just it's comforting you, but it's not. Yeah, you're not facing that actual issue. Uh-huh. Facing it is bringing it to light and with somebody safe and going. This is this what is it what's is. happening. Yeah. yeah. And also having friendships that can go. Hey, I'm recognizing this in you. Right. You know? I mean, like, you did that for me. Really? You were like, are you depressed? I'm like, yeah, I think I might be a little. <laughs> <laughs> Circumstantial depression yeah. is a real thing. It is. It is. Yeah. And when you when you have a lot of change in your life and Man. moving parts, it's just like, you're like. There's grief. There's so much grief. When I wrote my book, somebody said, summed it up so well. They said, in the process of writing your book. You had many, many, many funerals. Hmm. Wow. And I did. I, what do was, they mean by that? There were so many things that I was grieving because I was being, I, in my book, I just was sharing about um, my struggles with self-worth, my questions about God, bad choices that I made, things that I never experienced in a healthy relationship. Wow. Um, things like that. So when, when I was facing that, I was also grieving it. Hmm. Wow. So it just felt... I just felt so heavy. There were days where I would just, it was like therapy. I mean, I mean, I go to therapy, but it was yeah. like another form of therapy because yeah. Yeah. you're sharing it and telling it in story form of, of, of it. And you're wanting to also, you know, protect people, but um, protect other people because they're part of the story. But it, it, many funerals, it was like, there were just so many, 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 many funerals in, in writing my book that wow. made me feel so heavy, but I needed friends to go, Either A, just go, hey, you, you've been in this like routine of writing for a while that your yeah. head is trying to still be there, and you're but you're telling yourself you need to be somewhere else now, and you just need to chill. Wow. You actually might be a little depressed. <laughs> you just wrote wow. your life story in yeah, yeah. 50,000 words. It's okay. <laughs> but sh- shout out to you, though, um, because you do have a book coming out. 
Yeah. Oh, I didn't. That's not why I brought that up. No, but but, <laughs> but now that we're here, now that we're here, I mean that because we talked on a previous podcast about grit, right? Yeah. You know, and I'm always in uh, trying to encourage you at least to you know think about yeah you've gone through but you're writing a book or you've written a book, right? Yeah. Like it takes real strength to, uh, you know, whether a lot of the uh, challenges that you've had to get to the place where you have enough strength to write. Mm, yeah. um, because some people, even uh, dealing with uh, personal stuff that is detrimental to their mental health, never voice, Yeah. you yeah. know, what it is that they've they've gone through. Yeah. And I think it, it takes courage to even bring it out of the dark and, yeah. you know, hold it in the light. Yeah. Mm. I think freedom comes from that. You know, yeah. I, I've, I've experienced that same thing yeah. myself. Yeah. Having to write while in pain, mm. you know, mm. having to write while, uh, you know, wrestling with, should I quit? Should yeah. I just mm. stop? You know? Yeah. Yeah. Hmm. And nobody ever stops to say, hey, man, are you all right? So true. <laughs> they just see you like. <laughs> Killing it. Dude, you were just this. You were just or on like, TV. You were just on TV. <laughs> <laughs> Your life must be great. <laughs> man. <laughs> right. It's like, <laughs> you it's don't like, know. I, I stared at a computer screen for. That's right. An hour with nothing to say. <laughs> Talking about my wounds. All <laughs> <laughs> right, my war wounds. My childhood wounds. My childhood. But yeah. you know that's true, and I think that's just a reminder to mm. like, like, check in on your friends that seem strong. Yeah. Because they feel they may feel this pressure to be strong. Yeah. When they might need permission to to be weak, and yeah. they may have the stubbornness and. Um, cause it's, you have to have a little bit of stubbornness and pride to, to be gritty and persevere in, mm-hmm. in your purpose, but they may have too much stubbornness to yeah. admit that yeah. they are really struggling. Right. It might, it might just be avoidance Yeah. yeah. at the, at some point. Yeah. yeah. Avoid filler. Yeah. Their work is now a, a filler for pain. Yeah. yeah. And one of my friends told me, they said, I, I think your company was a space of refuge for you because you mm. felt the most safe there. Yeah. Because I could create the culture and the environment. Yeah. And if any other environment in my life was chaotic, this place was safe for me. You had control over had it. control yeah. over it. That's mm. good. Be vulnerable too. Yeah. yeah. Um, vulnerable is cool. Mm-hmm. Being vulnerable is cool. Mm-hmm. It is. Because you get a chance to share with people your needs. Yeah. Um, and if you're an empath or like a servant leader, you're always thinking about others first. Yeah. Mm-hmm. But sometimes you need to be vulnerable, put yourself in a position to share with people like what's, what's burdening you. Yeah. Right. What's weighing you down. Right. Yeah. So people can know what you need. Yeah. Sometimes you may be the one that needs a lot. And because you haven't said anything, Nobody knows. Yes. Yep. 
and people are just not intuitive to even think about checking on their friends. <laughs> right. That's why we're saying check on your yeah. go to like check on your strong friends. Will someone right. check on me? My phone number is seven seven zero four nine. Right. I'm just kidding. Right. And nobody wants to walk around with that T-shirt on. Right. Please check on me. Please yes. Check, check on, on me. T-shirt. That would be a sad T-shirt. <laughs> Have you checked on me? <laughs> T-shirt. Please That's check a, on oh me. Yeah, please. But, yeah. but no, seriously. Yeah. Check on me. Check on, please. Check on everybody. Please check on everybody. <laughs> if you haven't checked on them, check on them. Yeah. Because they haven't been checked on. Everybody yeah. always. Right. Shout out to right. Bob. Bob God. <laughs> right. But on, on the flip side, don't feel guilty about needing things. Yeah. yeah. Like, oh, that's good. Everybody needs something. And if you don't, you're lying about it. Yeah. yeah. You know? It, there's something that I recently learned the difference between which I thought they were the same things. I learned the difference between vulnerability and transparency. Yeah. And I think sometimes what we're seeing with people of influence and leadership roles, they're very transparent with some of the stuff online because it's they can speak eloquently. Yeah. Some of those people are the most loneliest people um because they're not vulnerable, but we think they're being vulnerable. Yeah. But they're not. But really. they're not. Vulnerability is being open to injury. It's being open to feedback and it's being open for help. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Transparency is being able to articulate it and share it, but not being open to receive right. any help. Yeah. It's manicured. It's manicured. Yeah. It's manicured. It's manicured. <laughs> vulnerability. Right. No, it's, Transparency it's, is it's, manicured it's, vulnerability. Yeah. Right. It's manicured. It's like the, the filter on the selfie, you know? Right. It is. It's like, that's that's not what you look like, though. Right. And that's not... The, I mean, it looks good, but that... It's like the filter on a selfie. Oh, my gosh. Wow. I'm writing that down. Transparency. Like imagine, imagine taking this the selfie and not doing anything to it. Can someone please that's do vul- that? Yeah, that's vulnerability. I will. <laughs> I will. <laughs> you do it. Because be- we're so scared to be seen and we're so scared wow. for injury. Yeah. Because I think at one point someone used our vulnerability against us. Yeah. Yeah. So we learned to be transparent, which makes us think we're being vulnerable, but we're yeah. actually not receiving, like being open for help. Yeah. Because being open for help is also maybe somebody saying, you're doing it wrong. Yeah. Right. And we don't want people to tell us that. Yeah. It's like. I mean, I do, but I don't, you know. Right. It's selective vulnerability. It's, yeah. Yeah. Selective. Selective. Yeah. It's the filter on the It's the, the filter on the selfie. It's manicured. Right. <laughs> I mean. It's true. It's true. It's so true. But what does that, what does that do to a person's mental health? It creates a false reality. That's good. Yeah. Yeah. It's almost like like you have a check engine light and you just like Sharpie over mm-hmm. it. And it's like, oh, problem's gone. <laughs> yeah. You Sharpie over a <laughs> like, check engine light. If you're like a little like more <laughs> oh my like. Gosh, that's so true. <laughs> oh, you keep running the car, but you don't see the light anymore. Or if you're like more like tech savvy, you'll, you'll like clear the code and then like it's gone. Yeah. Oh but then God. like something really bad is going on still under that Sharpie yeah. or behind the cleared code, like your engine's still jacked yeah. up. Right. I used that illustration in the sermon one time. So really? Good. Yeah. I had uh I actually had on this uh this nice looking shirt and underneath it I wrote uh check engine. Like, <laughs> oh I like that. Yeah. And the shirt underneath had like shreds or whatever. <laughs> that's awesome. <laughs> but that's what people do though. I've heard of people like literally doing that. Yeah, like, I have a story like that though. 
Yeah. Maybe we can close on this story. Oh, okay. No, let's close let's on do that. Story. Okay. So I was in high school, right? And uh, man, I had I had hustled up some money and I bought this uh, this uh, Oldsmobile Cutlass Supreme. Ooh. Yeah. It was a uh, '81. Nice. And so I hustled some more and I bought some rims, music, stereo, and uh, all the time my granddad was like. Boy, you better go take that uh, car to get the engine checked or whatever. And I'm just ignoring them because it's looking good, sounding <laughs> good. Right. And I put it in a paint shop. I got this brand new paint job, and it was this high school uh, game. You know how school have, yeah. schools have rivalries, right? Yep. Yeah, yeah. Yep. And we were playing against our rival school, and, you know, all the kids, they want to put on their best outfit or whatever, and I just – I had this car. I was like, man, I'm – Killing the night, <laughs> you know. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah this, this real, yes. yeah, yeah. I want to bring this car yeah, out. Nobody, I must show up. People are gonna no, be like, "Who is that?" Nobody has ever seen this car, too. <laughs> I've been keeping it a secret. Ah, oh now, wow! Now I'm pulling it out on the fourth Um, and so drove it up there. Friends in the car, and. uh it's after the game, and you know how kids populate around cars with music and all this stuff. And, yeah. and so I got the car. I'm driving through the parking lot, and I got probably three miles away, and the motor goes out. Oh, oh. No. The motor goes out. Man. Here it is. I'm standing mm. on the side of the road with my friend. He's calling another ride because he's about to leave. And I have this beautiful car without a motor. Mm. Wow. Isn't, check the engine. Check the engine. Check the you got to check the inside. That's so good. Because people people skip that part. Yeah. Yeah. They skip doing work on the inside to make sure their exterior yeah. is. It's so true. They, it, It's um, kind of counterfeit. It's yeah. counterfeit. Yeah. It's paying so much attention to the outside appearance of your world, the way you look, how you're perceived while fleeing mm. everything that's going on internally, checking the, the, the engine light, doing a personal inventory check, yep. looking at your life, if you were to put it all in a bowl, mix it up, yep. what's it going to cook as? Mm. What's it going to be? Yeah. Because we are, what our choices are the product, you know, of, of I think, of our careers and, and our personal relationships with people and, that's wow. such a great, yeah. such a great story. Because it's, and what's interesting it's is really, that it's true story too. You got warning, yeah, that you should check it, yeah, and you were like, "I'm good," yeah. And how many of us have I done that? How many people have done that? And how many people do we know someone that's done that? That puts it off. That puts it off. That just goes, "I'm good. It's fine. It looks good." Yeah. Like, and people are gonna like it. Yeah. Yeah. And then the breakdown. And the breakdown. Yep. So listen, if you're a person and you've made it this far listening to this podcast, we have an encouragement for you. Check on yourself. Check the engine. Check the inside. Yeah. The paint yeah. job can wait. Yeah. The filter can wait. Yeah. Yeah. Hey, thank you so much for listening. If you liked what you heard or in any way felt inspired, we'd encourage you to go leave us a review, leave us a comment, um, and subscribe to the podcast. We'd also love it if you'd reach out to us on social media. 
You can follow Aaron at Aaron Eddy. That's E-R-Y-N-E-D-D-Y. And you can also follow her organization, So Worth Loving. She's on all social media platforms. You can follow Terrence at I'm Terrence Lester. That's I-M-T-E-R-E-N-C-E-L-E-S-T-E-R. And you can also follow his organization, Love Beyond Walls. They're also on all social media platforms. And then finally, you can follow me at Johnny Taylor 95 That's J-O-H-N-N-Y-T-A-Y-L-O-R-9-5. And that's on all social media platforms. Thank you again for listening, and we hope you tune in next time. Thank you.